Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. in uh, today's khutbah, inshallah, I will uh, touch on a subject that uh, we are uh, hearing quite a bit in the news today, especially the brothers who are following up the news, what's happening in India uh, and, the, uh, and the Muslims of India. And uh, the ayah in the society where Allah Azza wa Jal had assigned us, has given us, this is a, a title Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave this to the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. لَيْكُمْتُمْ خَيْرَ أُمَّةٍ أُخْرِجَتْ لِلنَّاسِ تَأْمُرُونَ بِالْمَعْرُوفَ تَنْحَوْنَا وَتُخْرِجُونَ بِاللَّهِ That you are the best nation raised for mankind. And of that, this best nation does أَمَرْ بِالْمَعْرُوفَ وَنَحَيْنُمْ And believe in Allah Azza wa Jalla. Enjoin the good and forbid the evil and believe in Allah Azza wa Jal. It is an important uh, title to remember all the time. So we understand how big of a responsibility Allah Azza wa Jal has placed on our shoulders. And time after time, things that we are hearing around us, like I just mentioned about what's happening in India, as we are seeing in the news about the laws that they are passing and applying. Like uh, recently, they talked about CAA, which is turned into a CA, a CAB that turned into a CAA, which is about citizen amendment bill, and the bill when it turns into a law, they call it an act. And uh, previously, talked about NRC also, which is National Register of, 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 the, of the Citizens. These are the laws that Indian government recently have passed and enacted, and some of these laws were coming for a long period of time. It's more of the application is happening now. And uh, consequences of these kind of laws is actually targeted mostly towards the Muslims. And uh, when we're talking about Muslims in India, we are not talking about a small number. It's not a small number we are talking about. It's probably the half of the population of the whole Europe. We're talking about about 200 million Muslims living there. Even at that large number, laws have been passed that can 
that can cause the Muslims, if they want to come, for example, to take the asylum, this is how they're hiding it behind. The, 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 the people who are taking asylum in India, from Afghanistan, Pakistan, and Bangladesh, if they're non-Muslims, they're allowed to get the asylum and get the citizenship in India. But if they are, if they are Muslim, they cannot. And, and an NRC, the other law, will cause even the one who's been living in India for a long period of time, they can be ripped off of the citizenship title that they belong to this country. And this is the way they are passing the laws. You have to prove in a country like India, the population is over 1 billion, and poverty level is to a point is about 30% of the population lives under less than a dollar a day. The one who cannot think of if they're going to get the second meal that day or not, or even the first meal. Do we really think that they are carrying papers that which country they belong to? Or citizenship papers? The people who are begging on the streets, they are carrying papers that will prove them they are part of the country or not. They have the IDs and stuff. They don't. This is not the things work in the countries like India. In general, the people who are educated or have some wealth, they are the ones who may have some paperwork like this. And those people I'm talking about, about 30% of the population, they may be living there for generations, and they will not have any kind of a paperwork. But this is going against, specifically they're targeting towards the Muslims. And that's a fruit of capitalism and democracy. This is the world's largest democracy in the world, the, the, the India, is the largest democracy in the world, where the man's law has been above the law of Allah Azza wa Jal. Whatever the majority agrees on, that becomes the law. That's what the democracy teaches us. And that's what exactly is India practicing now. Because the government that came in power in India, which is led by Modi, part of BJP, uh, uh, BJP party, which is a very uh, a Hindu nationalist party, and all the things that the, the slogans and the promises he made, they were to make India as a Hindu state and get rid of specifically the Muslims. And that's why you are seeing thousands and thousands of people are on the street now in India. And many, many have been killed if you are following the news. So I don't want to go into the, this detail, like as I said about unfortunately, it's not long ago, I was standing at the very same place and I was talking about Kashmir. That's the very same state of India that caused the pain in the, uh, in, the, in the state of Kashmir to the brothers and sisters who are living in Kashmir. And that pain is not even gone yet. Whatever we talked about, that the blockade was happening to Kashmir, that is still going on. That's something that we have to think about. We are the best nation raised by Allah Azza wa Jal for the mankind. What is happening to this best nation? And actually the answer lies within the very same ayah. When Allah Azza wa Jal is telling us about the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, kuntum khayra ummatin ukhrijat lidnas. 
تأمرون بالمعروف وتنهون عن المنكر وتؤمنون بالله. Where is the amal بالمعروف ونهي عن المنكر from the Sunnah? The one and the belief in Allah Azza wa Jal, the one that makes us the best nation for the mankind. And it should not be because what happened in Kashmir, it should not be just because what's happening in India now, and the brothers and sisters from India should be rising up. I'm not saying that they should not rise up, they should rise up. We must, all of us rise up. But that should be because we are Muslim. And one of the slogans that has become a big slogan in India today, and I'm going to say in Urdu and translate because the brothers who are here, they can understand. They're saying, Tera mera rishta kya? La ilaha illallah. What is the relationship between you and me? Except La ilaha illallah. That is our relationship with each other. Innam al ikhwa. The believers are nothing but the brotherhood. That's what we are. But this brotherhood should not be just remembered the moment it comes to me. Where I am located. Geographically or by race or by the language I speak. <coughs> That relationship should be based on La ilaha illallah. And if that's the case, it doesn't matter what part of the world we are talking about. It should not be when the Kosovo was under fire, then the brothers and sisters from Kosovo should be talking about. Or when Bosnia was under fire, then Bosnia should be talking about. Or when the Iraq was and still is, then the Iraqis should be talking about. Or Sham, or Yemen, or, uh, or Sumal. Or Chechnya, or Kashmir, and the list goes on. And brothers, I try to write the list. Wallah, I I got tired of writing the, 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 the names of the places of the Muslim lands. How many I'm supposed to go? So if I did not name some of the places, it does not mean that I don't love those brothers and sisters who are living in those lands. We are part of the same nation. But the list is growing bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's because of us, we really have to think about. And remember the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam where he reminded us of the time will come when the nations will gather against us and attack us like a hungry person attacks the food. And Sahaba were surprised. They were small in number and they were conquering the whole world. They said, are we going to be so small in number? And Rasulullah sallallahu said, no, you will be big in number. But you will be like like the garbage that collects on the uh, 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 the wave comes in. And Rasulullah said that Allah Azza wa Jal will take the fear out of the hearts of your enemies of you. And Allah will put wahan in you. And Sahaba asked, Ya Rasulullah, what is wahan? And Rasulullah said, Hubbu dunya wa kirahiyatul mawt. The love of the dunya and fear of death. That will be the cause of us being in that situation. Now, going back to the subject, not the India itself, or the Muslims in India. This is something that we as Muslims have to think about like we think about the other places in the world also. As I said. So, one of the things of the, the ayah that talks about us being created by Allah Azza wa Jal as the best nation for the mankind is connected with Amal bil Ma'roof wa Nahi Amunkar and we understand this in this ayah Allah Azza wa Jal when they're talking about the characteristics of this best Ummah 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about Amr bin Ma'roof and in Munkar before talking about Iman in Allah. <coughs> it does not mean that we can be best nation without having the Iman. Without the Iman, we are not even part of the Ummah. So when the Ummah is mentioned, it means that Iman is there anyway. But to show the importance of enjoining the good and forbidding the evil, Allah Azza wa Jalla places before Tu'minuna Billah. Because this is Wa'atafi between all those things. All the things have to be there within, our, uh, within the Ummah. That makes us the best Ummah. But there is an importance here about the doing and enjoying the good and forbidding the evil. And Rasulullah <laughs> has mentioned many places in many ayat and uh, uh, hadith of uh, uh, Rasulullah <laughs> mentioned Whosoever sees a munkar, change it with your hand. And if you do not have the istata'a, if you do not have the capability or okay, capacity of changing with your hand, then change it with your tongue. And if you don't have even with, the, with your tongue, you cannot even say it. <laughs> Feeling bad is the lowest level as they say, and this is the lowest level of iman. Yani there is no iman if you are not even feeling bad, something bad is happening. A munkar is happening, and we are laughing, and we are okay with whatever is happening around us. There is a sickness in us; we have to go and cure. That's the way we should be looking at. And this is what Allah Azza expects from us to so we can rise back up and become the best nation that Allah Azza has created us. Another place, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, and probably we see that this is the consequences of that. Probably. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us all from this. But the hadith of Rasulullah reported by Hudayfa bin Yaman. It says, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa By the Rabb, by the Lord who has, who has the, the soul in his hand. It says, That you do you enjoy the good, but forbid the evil. And if you don't, then Allah's punishment will descend over you. The aqab of Allah Azza wa Jal will come down over you. And then you will raise your hands for dua and Allah will not reply back to you. So that itself is a clear indication for us that this is an, it's an obligation on us. It's a fardiyya. Like we pray, like we fast, like we uh, uh, give the zakat, do the hajj, like many other, uh, other obligations Allah Azza wa Jalla has, has, uh, has given to us to perform. Similarly, this Amad al-Ma'ruf al-Munkar is an obligation on us. It is not uh, something good to do. When I have free time, I'll do it. It is an obligation on us. Wherever we are at, we have to do it according to our capacity. But we have to find our role. We have to know when and what is needed from us. Another hadith about the similar same subject, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, That if when any, uh, any mistake or the uh, sin is done on the earth, and whosoever witnesses it, and he dislikes it. Another place says, Ankaraha, and he rejected it. Hadith goes on, Kaman ghaba anha, wa man ghaba anha. 
that he will be like, he was not there. Even though it happened in front of him, it will be as if he was not present. Because he is not accountable, because he is not the one who liked it, he's rejecting it within his capacity. But the hadith goes on. But the one, sorry, and the one who was not present, the one who was not present, but he was pleased with what the munkar was happening, the sin was happening. It was as if he was who was present there. He's accountable. The one who was absent, but, but pleased with it. Or he did not say what he was supposed to be doing. Then as if he's part of it. Now, that's the part about the... When we talk about the, the issue of the Amr bil ma'roof wa nahi al-munkar. So that's one aspect we have to remember. Whenever we are talking about issues like, uh, issues like uh, what's happening in India... And we should not isolate that to only India, as I have to mention over and over, so we don't think of it, I'm standing here, an uh, 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 Indian-looking guy, so he must be the one talking about India because that's his pain now. No, we talk about it because this is the pain of the Ummah. It doesn't matter where it's happening. So that we should not forget about what's happening in Palestine. We should not forget about what's happening in Sham or Yemen, or, uh, or Shishan, or Sumal, or, 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 or and this goes on and on and on. But this list is happening because we as an Ummah were given a satisfaction of, a false satisfaction of we belong to certain lands. And we are proud to be that part of the specific land. I'm a Masri, I'm a Palestini. I'm a Pakistani, I'm from Hind, I am from Albania, I am from Sumal, Sudan, Nigeria. And this, these boundaries, the false boundaries among the Ummah, they were created. And now today, we have become the one who are protector of those boundaries. And these are the boundaries we find more sacred than, than, the, than the relationship Allah Azza wa has created with us, which is of the La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. The aqidah that has united us into one. That is, the, that is the, the point that we should always remember. That we are part of one ummah that Allah Azza wa says, إِنَّ هَذِهِ أُمَّتَكُمْ أُمَّةٌ وَاحِدًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is calling us one ummah. That this ummah of yours is one ummah. وَنَا رَبُّكُمْ فَعَبُدُونَ And I'm your Rabb. Worship me. Worship Allah Azza wa Jal. But worshiping Allah Azza wa Jal, that means that we act according to His Abd. Being Abd, Abd means that our actions have to be driven by what Allah subhanahu wa wants from us. So when we hear these things, we should know what is my role now. It should not be always just coming and criticizing. And of course, brothers, sometimes we get sick that why the khutbah brothers come and they just criticize things which are happening around us. Because the purpose of the khutbah is, first of all, we have to know what's happening around us. And then to know what is my role, what can I do as a Muslim? Am I the one who's accountable or not, number one? And, and we all understand that we are accountable for all those things that are happening. And not only to the Muslims. Even to the non-Muslims. Because going back to the first ayah again, كُنْتُمْ خَيْرَ أُمَّةٍ أُخْرِجَتْ لِلنَّاسِ We are created, we are the best nation, the best nation for the mankind. It doesn't say it only for the Muslims. 
It doesn't say only for the Muslims from Pakistan or Muslims from India, Muslims from Palestine, Muslims from Sham, Muslims from, uh, from Jazeera to Arab. It's a Linnas. So this Ummah is the best Ummah for the mankind. So which means, <coughs> if we are the one who call ourselves, we are part of this Ummah, and we are proud to be the best Ummah Allah created, then we better understand the accountability attached to it. And that accountability caused us to do Ahmad al-Ma'ruf al-Munkar. Whether it is to help those brothers through the protests that are going on, whether it is by, if we can help them out with whatever money we can, but we have to find our role, number one thing. But at the same time, we also have to know what is the root cause we are in this mess. What is the root cause? The root cause is us, that we are not implementing the deen of Allah Azza wa the way it should be implemented. This deen has become a one individualistic deen. That I have my own deen that I practice within my masjid, within my home. It has nothing to do with what's happening around the world. Islam was not revealed for this only. If that would have been the case, Rasulullah should have kept the deen to himself only. Or well, Sahaba did not have to travel all the way. Even today we have seen the results of that. We are sitting in the United States here and praying to Allah Azza wa Jal. That is the result of their work, what they did. They understood what this deen is for. It has to be taken to the rest of the world. So the whole world will become the slave of Allah Azza wa Jal. None. Of course we are slave of Allah whether we accept it or not. But to start acting like the slave of Allah, we worship Allah Azza wa Jal the way he should be worshipped. Not only for prayer, salah, zakah, hajj, and these things, rather for every action that we undertake, it has to be to please Allah Azza wa Jal. And that can only happen when we are doing according to command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that can only happen when we implement the rule of Allah Azza wa Jal. And that can only happen when we have one Amir over us who implement the deen of Allah Azza wa Jal. And that's the only one thing that unites us and makes us one Ummah back again. What we are doing here is. <coughs> Unfortunately, we are going back to the very same sickness that Kuffar instilled in us to be proud to be nationalist, patriotic to a land, to a nation, or to people, or race, or language, forgetting that we are, la- we are connected by La ilaha illallah. The slogan that the 200 million Muslims are raising from India today when they are saying, Tira mera rishta kya La ilaha illallah. What is my and yours relationship but La ilaha illallah? And that can only happen, that can only happen, this political power come, comes, uh, comes as, as, as Islam. Islamic law should be implemented over us with one imam, one amir that unites the ummah under one flag. And this is the way Muslims were for 13 centuries. Unfortunately, we have lost it. We have lost it to a point we cannot even comprehend this idea anymore. We are always looking for, brother, yes, you are talking about this, but let me talk about what can I do now. Yes, we have to do something now. I'm not saying that we don't have to do anything. We don't have to sit in isolation and wait for something and make dua. Allah is saying, if you're not doing Amr al-Ma'ruf al-Munkar, the hadith of Rasulullah says, then Allah will not even accept your dua. He will not even accept our dua. So dua is always have to be there. It's not that we both don't make dua. We will all make dua for the, all the brothers and sisters who are suffering. Anywhere, any corner in the world, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect them all. 
We should always be remembering them in our dua. But it should not stop there. Dua is not the only thing Allah subhanahu expects from us. Then an action has to be done. And if we are living, if we are still alive, we better be acting because action is the thing that defines us as living human beings. Only dead people don't move. Dead people are the ones who are moved by others. <laughs> the dead people are the ones who are carried by others. Unfortunately today, we end up always expecting others to do the job for us. It's not others, it's us. We have to take the, t- we have to take the charge as an ummah and do take care of our own affairs. And not only the affairs of ourselves, but the affairs of the world. So we become kuntum khayra ummatin ukhrijat nas. We become the best nation for the mankind. And we can show the world what does it mean by living together. How to coexist together. Muslims are the only people in the world who have shown people how to live together in harmony. Islam is the only religion that taught the people. Take the history and you will find many, many incidents like what's happening in India today. Same thing happened in Germany. Same thing happened in Palestine and happening now even today. And India and many other places. Don't be surprised if it starts happening here also soon. We don't have to wait for our turn. We should be intelligent enough to learn from what we see anywhere else and take charge of ourselves, our own affairs. So what I want to say about, in conclusion, specific to what's happening in India, yes, we make dua for all those brothers and sisters, remember in our dua. Whatever way we can help, in a financial way or whatever, we should help. But at the same time, we should also be working towards the main cause that is causing all the problems in the Muslim land. That we do not have any political say. And I'm not talking about OIC. I'm not talking about Kuala Lumpur, uh, uh, the summit that's happening now. The Muslim leaders, they gather and do nothing and just do tweeting and they send some messages here and there and no action happens. And action happens only against the Muslims. So we have to have a sincere ruling who are ruling by Allah Azza wa command. And these are the things that we should be working on, inshallah. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe. Share and tell a friend about IslamPodcast.com.